Welcome to the Art of Appointment Setting podcast, where we ask today's most successful experts and entrepreneurs to share the most powerful lead generation and appointment setting tactics they use to build their business and grow their revenues. Now your host from the city that never sleeps, New York, is Kwesi Sachi Jinnai. Awesome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining the conversation. This is Kwesi Sachi Jinnai, and my guest today is Carol Bunovich. Uh, Carol is one of the most passionate sales professionals I ever know. She has over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, and currently she's using that to help clients drive growth, increase revenue, uh, raise capital, and, and so many other good stuff. Uh, she's currently the sales consultant at Fuse Machines, uh, where she's actually led a team to achieve the first uh, first million dollars in revenue uh, in sales. And uh, she also consults for startups. Um, he, she's helping them create and execute sales strategies to, to achieve that important milestone of getting the first million dollars of products or services. Um, and on top of the consulting work that she's doing, she's also... Uh, helped launch the Enterprise Sales Forum, um, actually, which was, I think, started here in New York, uh, and grew it from one group to 15 groups. Um, I think currently it's more than that. It's about uh, 20, and that's actually, 20 It's about 20 now. It's 20 now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It's fascinating. I love it. And actually, that's where we met. So it's it's really it's really uh, exciting. And I know you're affectionately called C, so I'm going to call you C. I do. For the rest correct. of the yes, chat. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Before we start our conversation, I want to take a moment to acknowledge one of our partners for today's episode, AGM. AGM is a B2B agency that helps you scale your business using LinkedIn. They have LinkedIn training, LinkedIn lead generation, LinkedIn recruiting, LinkedIn advertising services, and so much more. The company has been featured on the BBC Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, and so many others. Right now, AGM is offering all of our listeners a free LinkedIn audit. Just go to abrahamglobal.com. That is abrahamglobal.com to reserve your session right now. Uh, so thanks so much for, for joining uh, the conversation. Great. Well, thank you for inviting me and um, let's get started. So do you want, yeah. how do you want me to start? You, you lead and I'll follow. No, absolutely. So I've been I've been a big admirer of you know the passion you have. Every time we have a conversation, I feel like you no, know, you're so you're so motivated. I don't know how you get it. <laughs> and also, I know that I know that your team uh, you're doing some great stuff with AI and and so on and so forth. And I want us to delve into that you know in a minute. But before we do that, um, for you know the business owners, the sales leaders listening, uh, could you tell us about what your team at Fuse Machine is currently working on and how AI is impacting the direction you're taking right now. Sure. Well, Fuse Machines is all about AI. So what we basically are helping companies do is identify how to put AI into their business, and then we help them execute. So it's it's typically more of a services program, but we are using our own products, if that makes sense, meaning we've developed a lot of algorithms and we mm-hmm. will build on top of those algorithms to customize what's going to be right for your business problem. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like we we license the algorithms independent of the projects we're working on. We don't. So, but we use the we use the tools we've already developed to build upon for your particular problem. So mm-hmm. we're a services 
business that has products that we use, right? If that makes sense. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. But so, so right now, I know AI is like a really big word, or it's it's all over the place in the media that and so true. on and so forth. Uh, so how, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. How would you explain AI to a two-year-old? Well, I was thinking about that and I don't think I can explain <laughs> it to a two-year-old, but I probably could explain it to someone who's already in school because uh-huh. AI helps people do the things they do faster, better. In other words, uh-huh. um, AI is mimicking what people do but it's doing it so efficiently and so quickly that it would take a human years and years to do what a a machine can do for you in a few minutes. So if we take some examples, to, and this is how I would explain it to a young person in school, right? So if we we wanted Mm -hmm. to help a doctor figure out if somebody had um, a certain kind of um, injury, you know, uh, and we've done this with a company to look at different pictures of different wounds. So we're looking at tens of thousands of these pictures very, very quickly. And then synthesizing that and being able to tell the doctor, oh, this wound comes from blah, blah, blah disease, right? It right. would take a human being doing lots of research and looking at all these pictures months and months and it took the machine maybe 20 minutes right so the machine is doing just um a really um thorough and quick um job of analyzing all of this information that a human could do but it would Mm -hmm. take the human months and months of time to do it and that's really how i would explain it to someone who's like six, right? Who has some concept. Right. But so, I mean, what is machine learning particularly good for? And AI is an umbrella term, right? AI, Mm -hmm. it's almost like people use IT as an umbrella term, right? What is IT? It's so many different things. Well, so is AI. But when we Mm -hmm. talk about AI, we're often talking about problem solving using machine learning, right? And Machine learning at its core is very, very complex math. And the algorithms are derived from very complicated math formulas. Uh, So that's really what machine learning is all about. And you're not going to build good algorithms or good machine learning models if you don't have quality data. And over Mm. time, what will separate who you know, who uses it, I don't, best is sort of not the right word, but who uses it to help them um, improve their business? It's people who have the best data, right? Mm. So So the more data you have, the the more advantage you have as well. The better quality your data and the more it's your data, not universal data, um, the more we can Mm -hmm. do something that's really smart and right for to improve your business. Right. And it's actually a, a really great point when you talk about, you know, AI mimicking, you know, the human in a way that's more productive than the human would have traditionally 
uh, being being productive. Uh, so I, I recently watched his, uh, you know, the, the demo of Google Duplex. I'm sure you saw it. There's a lot of buzz around that on social media. Uh, you know, so simply it's an AI making calls to book an appointment with, you know, your personal uh, dentist <laughs> or barber or whatever it is. And a lot of people are concerned about, you know, this could be the future of the, the disruption of sales. Um, and I want us to switch gears and talk about, you know, AI and sales a bit. Do you feel that um, this could be an area where there could be a lot of disruption or do you think it's going to take well, some time? I mean, disruption doesn't have to be a negative. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> disruption is a negative. I mean, we're already using AI in sales. Let me give you a very basic example. Um, so, um, you know, we have in a separate piece of our own business, we've collected, um, about 170 million records of people. Right. And when, with all Mm -hmm. kinds of data, this is, you know, public information, but then let's say we want to find some emails for these people. Right. So we're using AI on, on the fly to get emails of the people who we identify as good prospects for us, right? So we can go through our, I mean, our database, right? And identify people who fit the criteria of the product we're trying to sell or the service, right? And then if we want to get an up-to-date email on them, we are basically using algorithms that are digging into not just our data, but lots of people's data. And in, you know, less than a second, we're going to tell you if we can give you a correct email. Maybe two seconds. Mm. And, um, and if we can give you a correct email, it's going to show up as green immediately. Um, and if the email is is not necessarily accurate, but we know this, what the structure of the email is, then it's going to show up as yellow. But that's a way that right. sales professionals are using AI today, right? To As a tool. Mm-hmm. And there right. are many different ways that um, a chatbot can be used to assist in the sales process. But what we find is it's a good way for people to get basic information. Um, and then if they want a more sophisticated, more nuanced discussion, the chatbot can lead them to a person. And the chatbot could ask them, would you like to talk to a human? So, um, you know, it's part of the continuum. It's not... It is disruptive, but it doesn't mean it's a substitute. Right. It's not going to displace, you know, people who make cold calls. No, but I think it could assist them and give basic information. Um, I mean, have you, I I don't know, but like, for example, I'm sure, have you ever tried making an Amtrak reservation with Julie, their reservation specialist? No, but anyhow, you know, you can go so far with her if you have something simple, but she'll say when you have something complicated, oh, let me turn you over to a sales specialist. 
So I see that there's a way to use these bot systems and the speech is getting better and better um, so that people are going to find the experience fun and um, useful, but it, it, it's, it's not sufficient, right? It's like a good, you know, it's a good first step. So I see mm-hmm. it as additive and huh. disruptive, but not displacing, if that if that's a way to think about it. Right. Right. Um, and I think that, I mean, just like you mentioned, that the basic, uh, the basic task related to sales, I think it's very possible. Maybe in the future, it would be able to handle very complex sales conversations and negotiations. But I think that right now, I mean, it's it's really the basic ones, the basic data points and so on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, I think it's hard to predict what we're going to see in two years, five years. We don't know. It's going to evolve. And mm-hmm. um, I think people will adapt and use what's given to them and have to provide more sophisticated um, information, but that's not necessarily bad. It's just different. Right. And maybe it's even better, right? Well, you know, we don't know. Right. So, I mean, that's a really good point because like you said, we don't know what the future holds, but from where you said, you've seen a lot of uh, different variations of, you know, machine learning, AI, and so on. How do you feel sales managers and, and business leaders today, right now, can position themselves to take advantage of any form of uh, evolution that happens in the next couple of, of years? Well, I think the most important thing is to set yourself and your company up to be constantly learning and not to put your head in the sand. So you want to be, you want to send people to um, events where they're going to learn about this stuff. And you want to get people reading and maybe somebody wants to take a course or two. So you want people to be embracing um, the new technology and not fearful of it and figure out how it can make your process better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think to survive in the 21st century, one has to always be learning new things. You know, I say we all have to be LLLs, lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to be thrown at us, but we know things will be. So it's a question of learning from the things that are thrown at us and that are changing and improving our own skills and talent by embracing and using what is now available at price points that make it reasonable. I always say to people, AI has been around for quite a while, but the reason it's so popular today and it's had like a rebirth is that computing power has gotten so cheap mm-hmm. so that the time to get results and the price of getting these results, putting in your data has changed dramatically so that a project that 20 years ago could be done using AI might've cost a company, you know, 500 K to a million. And today that could be done for 50 K. So at 50 K, you know, 
let's say it's 50K to 100K now to do what used to be 500K to a million, right? Right. So you can say that you would try to solve a problem if it's going to cost you 75000 to solve it because it's going to make business sense to solve it. If it was going to cost you 750 k you'd probably say, I don't know if I want to spend that money to solve this problem. I don't know if the benefit's there, right? <laughs> so to, to me, that's what's changed, that people wrote algorithms 20 years ago. You know, this isn't, writing algorithms isn't new. Mm-hmm. But being able to put in the data and get the results at a at a price point that makes sense for people, well, that's new. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely fascinating. I think it's a it's a really good. I think that at some point, of course, today we have we have uh, we get visibility and, and kind of access to a lot of different information. Uh, so, I, I, for example, the people say, oh, the world is getting worse and so on. But I think a book uh, recently called Factfulness shows that a lot of things are actually improving. But the way we sort of envision them is because we have become aware of things that already used to be uh, even worse. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a really solid point. I know you're doing a lot of things right now. Um, where can people connect with you, have a conversation with you? And, and even yeah. learn more about the work you're doing with AI. Well, they can definitely just go to my LinkedIn page and send me a message. Or um, they can send me an email. Mm-hmm. And they can just send it to carol at fusemachinesoneword.com. Carol at Right. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. And um, Carol, thanks so much for chatting with us. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get you on again and we, we can talk more. It fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art of Appointment Setting podcast with Kwesi Sachi Jinai. Find out more about how to get high-value appointments at Catalyze.io. And while you're there, check out the free resources for appointment setting. And be listening for the next episode of the Art of Appointment Setting podcast.